G'day, and welcome to Stick Together, Australia's only national radio program dedicated to union news, workers' stories, and discussion of social justice issues. Stick Together is produced in the Melbourne studios of 3CR and broadcast right around the nation on the Community Radio Network. My name's Matt Kunkel. This week, Prime Minister Scott Morrison said that he wanted more learning and less activism in our schools. Both teachers and students defied his wishes. Teachers in both Tasmania and South Australia took stop work action in support of their industrial claims, while school students around the country went on strike last Friday, demanding the government take action to arrest climate change. We'll take you to the teachers' rally in Adelaide before heading to the student strike in Melbourne. But first, some union news. Recent data released by the Australian Bureau of Statistics provides definitive proof that it pays to be union. The report reveals that on average, union members earn $275 a week more than non-union members. That comes to about $14,000 a year more for union members when compared with the rest of the workforce. So if your workmate has said they can't afford to join the union, you can let them know they can't afford not to. The report was not all good news for the movement, however. The figures show that just 14.6% of workers are members of unions in their main jobs. This figure is slightly down on the 2016 result of 15% and it is substantially lower than the 40% recorded in the early 1990s. Despite the gloomy outlook, there has been some hopeful reports coming in from different sectors. Union density is up slightly in Victoria from 15.2 to 15.5%. The Newcastle and Northern New South Wales branch of the Meatworkers Union, the AMIEU, has announced their membership has grown 14% in the last 12 months and they are now the largest they've been in more than 10 years. The same union in Queensland has also announced large growth, with other positive reports out of Queensland showing that the union movement there is back on a growth trajectory. The ABS report showed that the most unionised sector in the country is education and training, with more than one in three workers in that sector reporting that they are union. Transport Workers Union, the TWU, has come out and criticised Uber after it launched an insurance program for its drivers. The company's workers are not covered by workers' compensation and receive no paid entitlements like sick leave and annual leave. The union asserts that the policy proposed by Uber does not even meet the same low standards as WorkCover provides. The policy would cover workers though regardless of whether they are driving cars, motorcycles or riding bicycles. It would pay out up to $4,500 if workers are temporarily injured at work, but this is small comfort to the 45% of delivery riders who have either been injured or know someone who has. The TWU has slammed the idea as a cynical public relations ploy. Tony Sheldon of the TWU said, Uber workers have already paid for this insurance a million times over, with the underpayments in wages and non-payment of superannuation the company has taken out of their pockets over the years. A recent survey of Uber drivers revealed that most average less than $16 an hour. This is before costs such as fuel, car insurance and cleaning, all borne by the workers, are paid out. To add insult to injury, the failure to classify these workers as employees means they do not receive superannuation. In other Uber-related news, the TWU is urging taxi drivers to join a class action against the rideshare giant. Law firm Morris Blackburn is building the case against Uber, claiming that the company has caused a loss of income and earnings for taxi drivers, caused by what they allege are potential breaches of the Transport Act and conspiracy by unlawful means. Taxi drivers in Victoria, Queensland, New South Wales and Western Australia are all able to register to be represented in the class action. 
Industrial action may hit the Royal Flying Doctor Service as the paramedics union in Victoria, the AEA, continues to consult with its members about the next steps in their campaign for professional wages. Last week, the AEA released figures showing that the workers at the Royal Flying Doctor Service were earning less than $26 an hour. The union also claims a number of other issues, including workload and rostering, are threatening to push skilled ambulance attendants and patient transport officers out of the service. The AEA has used a period of relative industrial calm under the Victorian Labor government to expand its organising efforts outside of the regional and metropolitan ambulance services. These organising efforts have seen it locked in a bitter bargaining dispute with National Patient Transport, a company which provides non-emergency transport and transfers for hospital patients. 93% of the union members of that company recently voted yes in a protected action ballot. We'll bring you more as this campaign unfolds. Workers at the National Australia Bank have had a win as the finance sector union secured an end to dual contracts. The process of dual contracting was where permanent workers would work additional hours, but instead of being paid overtime, they would instead be paid as if they were a second casual worker. The practice is against the union-negotiated EBA, and the union is calling on workers there who have been engaged in such a way to approach the union, as many will be owed underpayments. Interested bank workers should head to fsunion.org.au for more details. The bus driver's dispute in the New Zealand region of Waikato seems to have come to a close, but not before a union organiser was hit by a bus in what he describes as a deliberate attempt on his life. Workers had been locked out after engaging in escalating industrial action where they were demanding improved wages and workplace protections during the privatisation of their jobs. Blockades and pickets had disrupted the bus services being operated by non-union labour. This had led to heightened tensions before the local council finally agreed to step in and work with the private contractor to facilitate the workers' demands. The new deal sees drivers get large pay increases that will now align them with New Zealand's living wage. You're listening to Stick Together, workers' stories and union news. Broadcast around the country every week on the Community Radio Network. Public school teachers in Tasmania and South Australia both took strike action last week in support of industrial claims. In Tasmania, stop work action by teachers and school admin staff closed three quarters of that state's 192 schools. The workers there were agitating for an end to the state's regressive wage cap policy. This policy creates an artificial ceiling to wage increases. It attempts to force workers into a false bargaining system where hard-won conditions like job security must be traded off if they wish to keep up with the rising cost of living. The policy refuses to offer wage increases of anything above 2% without these trade-offs. Roughly 4,500 teachers, principals and support staff attended stop work meetings in 20 venues around the state, making it the largest strike action in the sector for more than 20 years. Ros Madsen of the AEU Tasmania said, The unprecedented numbers of teachers and support staff participating in this action shows the depth and breadth of concern about the impact unmanageable workload is having on quality education and student learning. The Hodgman government needs to act now to lower class sizes, enable more time for lesson planning, and to offer a competitive salary that stops our most experienced teachers being the lowest paid in Australia. 
The Tasmanian demands were echoed on the mainland as South Australian teachers, principals and support staff took similar action on Thursday the 29th of November. Thousands of workers descended on the Education Department's offices in Adelaide, creating a sea of red t-shirts. There were also rallies in six other regional South Australian centres, with the action shutting down almost 200 schools and forcing others into modified programs. Mara Bonacci was at the Adelaide rally and sent through the following audio for Stick Together. The first voice you'll hear is Karen Roberts, a primary school teacher with 38 years experience. So what do I need to help me do all the things that I'm expected to do as a classroom teacher? Well firstly I need support and support comes in many ways. It can be provided by increasing the SSO time, smaller classes, more release time to do the enormous amount of paperwork that goes with Secondly, we need more speech therapists, more behaviour coaches and more psychologists in schools. And thirdly, I need the Department for Education to listen to my colleagues and I when we say we need more funding, not funding cuts and the removal of conditions that have been won over many years. We need to send a strong message to the department and to the government that we will not back down and have our profession disrespected. The frustration in the sector is widespread, with principals joining teachers in taking industrial action. This is Steve Marshall, a school principal and not the South Australian Premier with whom he shares a name. John Dewey, education reformist, once said, education is not preparation for life, education is life itself and that quote underpins the serious disposition of our profession. This is a serious matter. Our rights and conditions are at risk if this government gets its way. We do not take strike action lightly, but we're here today to prove a point. The government says they want more flexibility on the use of funds. They say, trust us. <laughs> Do you trust this government? No! Do you trust Industrial Relations Minister Rob Lucas? No! We are making a stand here today and we want the government to get back to genuine bargaining in good faith and stop eroding away our hard-earned conditions. We want this government to show some respect for our profession and we, we want the government to allow leaders to lead. Finally, here's South Australian President of the Australian Education Union, Howard Spreadbury. He took to the stage and the crowd passed a number of motions, spelling out their demands to the Liberal government and committing to renew their fight. Clearly, the Marshall government has underestimated the strength of our union and the community that supports you. So why are we at this point? We've reached a critical point. We're here because the Marshall government is not listening to what you've told us to present to them in relation to the nature of your work and what you need to support that work for the learning outcomes for your students. 
Just as Karen said, we've asked on your behalf for reduced class sizes, for workloads that are reasonable and sustainable and manageable, for additional resources to support, to support those students that you know, not just the ones who've been identified, but all the others who need the very levels of support that you provide. And what has the Marshall government said in response to nearly everything we have put to them since the beginning of May this year? They have said no. Well, no is not good enough because you're the experts, as Janice said. You're the professionals. You know what your students need to deliver quality outcomes for their learning. And then the government comes to us and says that they want to remove a commitment from the next enterprise agreement that commits resources to our public preschools and schools because the government wants more flexibility in the management of those resources. Are we going to stand by while they remove the security of that funding into the future? No. So we are proud, we are passionate, and we are committed to the students of this state and to public education, and we will take this fight up to the Marshall government for as long as it takes to get the results that we need in a new enterprise agreement for our members and your conditions and the conditions for your students in our public preschools and schools. The members committed themselves to further industrial action if the South Australian government did not agree to the union's seven-point plan. listening to Stick Together, union news and workers' stories right around the country on the Community Radio Network. Well, it wasn't just the teachers who were taking action in schools last week. Inspired by the 15-year-old Swedish girl Greta Thunberg, school students from around the country went on strike from school last Friday. All across the nation, students from primary and high schools took to the streets alongside parents, teachers and community supporters. Prime Minister Scott Morrison had urged them to stay in school, but instead thousands of students left class to send a strong message to the government that they want real action to prevent catastrophic climate change. Can you tell us your names and how old you are? Also, my name is Ivy and I'm 12 years old. My name is Marta and I'm 8 years old. My name's Layla and I'm 11 years old. Um, why, why are you on strike today, guys? Um, because I believe that we deserve a future and I want the government to act now. <laughs> and what is it that you want the government to do? Um, change. Um, like seriously change their laws about climate change and actually do it. And will you go on strike again if the government doesn't do what you asked them to? Yeah, I will. We heard just uh, yesterday that Adani's going to try and start his mine with his own money. What do you think of that? Um, it's terrible really, but we just hope the government does something and uses their brains. <laughs> and what are some of the things that people out there can do to help change the government's mind on climate change? 
Hopefully this. My name is Ella Mae Graham and I'm 11 years old. And can you tell us for the people on radio what your uh, placard says today? It says, what about us, the children's petition to stop climate change? And can you tell us a little bit about your petition? Yes, so um, the UN Environment Programme reports the targets offered up by countries including Australia are too low to keep global warming under 1.5 degrees. So the children of this country are calling on the Australian government to do something about it. And what is the action that you want the government to take? I want them to take climate action. And how many people have signed your petition so far? Um, I just started but we so far have got 400. And is this the first time you've ever been on strike? Yes. Will you do it again? Yes. In Melbourne, thousands of students rallied on the steps of the old Treasury Building, which is now the Museum for Democracy. There were no speeches by adults, only by those most affected by the impending climate catastrophe. The first speaker was nine-year-old Tilly. Hello, my name is Tilly and I'm nine years old. I think it's... I think it's crazy that us kids have had to come to the point of striking from school. If the politicians had done their job and listened to the scientists, then we would not have to strike. I'm talking to you, Scott Morrison. when I think of the polar bears drowning and of how many people will become homeless because of the rising seas and how hot it will get in Australia, there will be more bushfires and droughts. Kids like me have listened, even nine-year-old girls and boys. We want to do something about climate change because it's our world too, it's our future. enough to stand up on our own but because of three girls in Castle Maine calling for action and they were inspired by Greta in Sweden, we are all here together. I've been thinking about this for a while. My ideal world is one with no climate change and no pollution and there are trees everywhere. The only way we can stop climate change is to all work together, everyone around the planet. mining companies said that they were going to start digging. Well, let me tell you, Mr Adani, from us kids in Australia and in India and all around the world, not on our watch. I hope my message has gone out into the world. Thank you. The Victorian actions were organised or instigated by school students from Castlemaine, which is about an hour out of Melbourne. In Castlemaine, the students there had been taking weekly stoppages and protesting out the front of MPs' offices. A large contingent had come down to Melbourne and a small delegation spoke from the stage. Hi everyone, I'm Malou. This is, this is Harriet. This is Callum. And this is Tully. And we're from Castlemaine. Today. It's amazing to see so many faces. Okay, we decided we decided to go on strike when we heard about Greta, 15-year-old girl who's been striking in front of the Swedish Parliament. 
she was deeply concerned about the inaction on climate change. I realised that I could do the same here because I also feel worried about climate change and how it's affecting us and, our, and the children all over the planet. We've been striking on and off since the 1st of November. We're here with a lot of other kids from Castlemaine who have been striking with us outside politicians' offices. We thought it would be great to try and get other kids to join, but we never thought we'd get this many. Thanks, so. nation describes climate change as an existential threat. That means that it threatens our very lives. The planet is already too hot. We couldn't bear to live in a world that is even hotter, more unstable and dangerous. Yesterday we heard that Adani has got finance to start building this mine. This, it's mine. this enormous mine will destroy our chances of having a safe climate. That's devastating. There is no way we can let this mine go ahead. Our government can stop it if they want. They have to stop it. Today we kids are just on school strike, but people all over the world are prepared to go to jail to protect the planet. This strike is just the start of action from kids. <laughs> Alone, we children can't personally do all that much about climate change, but together we are very powerful. I'm Harriet. I'm, I'm here today out of fear for my future and the future of our planet, but also because I still have hope in our ability to save and protect our collective future. inspires me to see how many people have responded to our efforts by showing up today and in the past month with a commitment to create change together. As Elvis Dumbledore puts it, we are only as strong as we are united, as weak as we are divided. he is, Professor Dumbledore reminds us even more uh, pertinently that darker, dark and difficult times lie ahead. Soon we must all face the choice between what is right and what is easy. We are facing... <laughs> we are facing that choice now. If we continue to live the way we do, then by 2050, climate scientists predict that half a billion out of the nine billion people who will be living on this planet will survive. The chances that I will survive that are very low and the chances that everyone and everything I love will survive that are practically impossible. And I cannot bear the thought of losing the people I love when it could have been stopped. Lifted, however, by everyone here and by the decision made on Wednesday by the Senate to create a climate policy for Australia. 
We can stop the climate crisis, but not for much longer. It is important that we stop the Adani coal mine and that we do it now, or it will be too late. So, to all the politicians who know they could be helping us save our futures, but choose to turn away, there is no planet D, B. Australia needs you now. <laughs> You have been elected with the expectation that you will do what is in the best interest of the country. Don't let us down. And, and to all the people that are so afraid of the solutions to climate change that they choose to live in denial instead, the current solutions to, clim to the climate emergency are much easier to cope with than the outcomes that will come if we don't. We need you. Please give us a future. The march snaked its way through the streets of Melbourne, chanting and singing. Carefully crafted or hastily scrawled placards and banners waved up and down with the beat of the chants. This was one of the most energetic protests I'd attended in quite some time. I'm from 3CR. Why are you guys here today? Because I care about our future. What do you want the government to do? We want them to take action on climate change. And you're on crutches, so that's the commitment, yeah? How important is, how important is taking climate action for your future? <laughs> it's so important. The politicians aren't doing anything. It's up to us now. Why are you taking strike action from school today? Because we want our planet to be saved so we can have a positive future. And what do you want the government to do? Um, change to renewable energy before 2050. And why strike action? Why, why are you on strike? They're not doing anything now. We've got to make them take notice. It was very clear that most of those in attendance were very aware of the announcement that the Adani coal mine had secured enough funding and was likely to start work as early as before Christmas. A series of further rallies has been planned for December 8 in East Coast capitals. You can find out more by searching Stop Adani on Facebook. Well, that's all we have time for this week on the show. A big shout out to all the teachers and students who took action this week. Stick Together is produced in the Melbourne studios of 3CR with the generous financial support of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is broadcast right around the country on the Community Radio Network, but you can do your bit to keep worker stories on the air by calling your local community radio station and subscribing today. If you want to get in touch with us, you can contact the producers by calling 03 9419 8377 or emailing us at sticktogether3cr at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, just search for Stick Together Program. The podcast of this show and other recent episodes can be found on iTunes, or by visiting 3cr.org.au forward slash sticktogether. Well, this is my last regular show for the year, so if you're taking holidays, I hope you have a safe and enjoyable summer. But if you are working, make sure you get paid those penalty rates. Finally, remember, no matter where you are or what you do, there is a union for you. I'm Matt Conkle. Until next time, stick together. Yeah.